I'm Robin, and welcome to Climate Focused Future. So I was scrolling through Instagram the other day, and I came across a post that said in big bold letters, is your house going to be underwater within your lifetime? Obviously I thought, you know, that's a little bit concerning, I don't want my house to be underwater. So I decided to do a bit more research, and the three locations that I saw come up most in regards to this were Florida, New York, and Washington DC. So I'm going to be talking about each of these and their risks of going underwater and why that might be and why that's due to climate change. I'm also going to include timestamps in the description so you can skip to whichever location you want to hear about or you can listen to the whole thing because I think it's pretty interesting. So starting out with Florida. Sea levels are going up 6 feet by 2100 and that doesn't sound like a lot but some of the Florida coastline could be underwater as soon as 2050 due to this sea level rise. That's like 29 years. Florida is vulnerable because of its low elevation and its resting spot. So Florida, as a state, rests on a bed of limestone, which is made of ancient coral reefs, and coral has little air pockets in it. It's very porous, so the bedrock limestone that Florida rests upon has already been soaking up water. This means that our low elevation cities are already sinking into their foundations, kind of like sitting on a very tough old sponge. You know, it seems solid, but eventually it's going to sink. So should you be concerned about Florida going underwater? Yeah, probably, and although the effects of Florida's limestone bed aren't due to climate change, the sea level rise definitely is. While this specific effect of climate change, it might be too late to stop, there are plenty of other things that we can still do to reverse future effects of climate change. In March 2020, Florida's state senate established a statewide office of resiliency in the statewide sea level rise task force, and it hasn't been too long since this task force was assembled but it's definitely going to be dealing with a lot of problems in a few years. Okay, so New York, and I'm going to be focusing specifically on New York City. What's going on? So with a two degree change in global temperature, here's a quote from the publishing The New Yorker. The Rockaways are lost, the JFK airport is completely underwater, southern Queens and a lot of Brooklyn underwater, especially around the canals. On the map, lower Manhattan looks a bit like Italy. Large portions of it, the west side especially, are underwater, all the way to Broadway. Much of the East Village too, avenues B, C, D. Jersey City is history. With a 4 degree increase, let's talk about what's not underwater. Now at first glance, this quote is a little bit concerning, and there's really not a bright side to that. The one good thing that can come out of this is that hopefully, if people see these statistics and see that their homes are going to be underwater by 2050, might start making a change to get us back on the right track with climate. And last, but definitely not least, talking about Washington, D.C. I live near DC, and last summer I took the metro into the city most days to volunteer. My daily commute included a 40-minute metro ride to the Federal Triangle Station and a short walk across Constitution Avenue to the National Mall. One day I arrived at my metro station and sat for about half an hour because the trains were on delay because it was pouring out. I texted my boss that I would be late and I continued to wait. When I finally boarded my train and arrived at my station, I sprinted up the metro stairs into the crosswalk at Constitution Avenue. One issue. The road was completely flooded. I'm about 5'3", and this water was up to my knees. Commuters around me were in various stages of confusion. Some tried to run across, getting their work clothes and shoes absolutely soaked. Others turned around to find some unflooded detours. This will be the typical DC day in a mere 60 years. Even Washington DC's most mild climate projections include extreme flooding. By 2100, the National Mall, Reagan National Airport, and many DC residential areas will be underwater. As the DCist explained, some 20,000 years ago, what's now Canada and the northern U.S. were covered by a gigantic mass of ice, the Laurentide Ice Sheet. 
Over the millennia, this ice pressed down on the land it covered, but around the edges it pushed the land up. Imagine lying down on a mattress around the imprint of your body, the edges of the bed are levered up a bit. In geology, this is called a peripheral forebulge. Now that the ice is gone, the bulge, which is the land in the mid-Atlantic, is sinking back. So while some areas in the DC region and around it, like Alexandria, are planning two to three foot seawalls to stave off storm surges from the Potomac, these solutions won't defend against extreme flooding that will happen in my lifetime. Climate justice and environmental racism plays a huge part in this. For example, in DC, wards seven and eight are the most threatened and have the highest black population of all of DC's wards. An effective solution to this would have to include a comprehensive response to the climate crisis, including, including sustainable and durable infrastructure. If you want to learn more about any of this, the resources that I used are in the description. Thanks for listening to this episode of Climate Focus Feature, and tune in again when the next episode is posted.